Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Sophie, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I'm obsessed with feeling my best. On this show, we're going to talk about everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. Hope you enjoy. Today, we are talking all things manifestation with manifestation coach, certified yoga instructor, art therapist, Jesse DeLoe. Jesse is a dear friend of mine, although we've never actually met in person. We collaborated through One Wednesday last year. I'm a member of her Dreamcatcher course, which is her manifestation course that has incredible journal prompts and manifestation courses, incredible guest teachers. Jessie is an incredible content creator. She works with high vibe aligned brands, mostly working in her beautiful Montecito home. Her home is major goals and I will link it in the show notes. And today we talk about everything from family to cooking, a day in the life of her routines, beginner manifestation tips, how to attract your soulmate, how to deal with manifesting if you're feeling low vibe or low self-esteem, of course, what she's obsessed with and what makes her feel her best. And I know you all are going to love this episode. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I am so excited to chat with you about all things manifestation and living your dream life. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Sophie. I'm so thrilled to be with you today. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to start by learning a little bit more about your background. I know who you are. I know we've worked together. You did an incredible collaboration with One Wednesday for the Beach Manifestation Blanket, which was just so much fun. You were the type of person where if you get to know you right away, you just feel so comfortable with you and you're just such a force and a calming spirit and energy. So mm, I know you. you. <laughs> of course. Thank you. I know you a little bit, but for those who don't, hopefully they do. But for those who don't, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this work. Yes, I actually just snuggled up with my manifestation blanket and got cozy because I'm a little chilly right now on this rainy day. <laughs> my favorite blanket of all time. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so a little bit about my background. Um, I studied art therapy. I got a master's in art therapy at NYU um, and simultaneously became certified as a yoga and medita- meditation teacher and began to blend these two worlds together, kind of the somatic and deeper realms of of yoga and meditation paired with tapping into someone's subconscious mind through the art therapy, through, um, you know, a lot of the things that I was studying that I was learning about in my studies at NYU, and also just hands-on with patients in pretty intense settings, the psychiatric ward, um, at hospitals in New York, at sober living houses, treatment centers. And I was really at that point, just, um, super, super interested in the ability for people to 
get into the deeper realms of themselves to make changes. Um, and from there, I started working. I moved to LA. I started working with adolescents, a lot of different schools, a lot of different treatment centers and sober living houses. Um, and then I had a baby and decided that I wanted to put my energy into um, helping people to create their dream life using all the things that I had kind of gathered in my work and, and my studies, but in a different way, in a way that's more accessible to all people, not just people who are in treatment centers and um, at that point of of really needing like a high intervention, but people who just wanted to create the life of their dreams. And it really came from a place of, you know, gratitude and wanting to share what I have learned to use in my own life and what I was seeing to be effective with the clients that I was working with and patients that I was working with. Yeah. And then, you know, in addition to that, I started a website called How You Glow um, that was all about wellness and, you know, enhancing one's life and lifestyle. And so I continue to work with brands and create content and do collaborations and just share from a place of, you know, truly like wanting to share what I'm loving and what's helping me. And similar to you, Sophie, I know you, you share what makes you feel your best and I do the same. You definitely do. And for those who do not follow you, they need to get on it ASAP because the vibe on your Instagram and your website is so high. And mm, you're you. one of my favorite people to see what you're up to every day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really do share from an authentic place of just sharing what is lighting me up and, you know, wanting to, you know, hopefully inspire others to, you know, eat eat the yummy food and <laughs> take a walk outside and, you know, yeah, sharing joy from my day to day. And yeah, and, and forgot to mention just that, you know, now, you know, moved from LA to Montecito with my family and have started an online course called the dream catcher that people can be a part of from all over the world. Um, and I also share high vibe gifts with those people. So like introducing them to products that make them feel their best, as well as an intensive manifestation course, creating your dream reality with live workshops, with a lot of recorded content, meditations, journal prompts, um, and a lot of, you know, just inspiring people to support you along the journey. Your dream catcher course is amazing. I'm lucky to be a part of it. And I've seen the results that you've helped people achieve. And not only that, but I think you mentioned you know, just going out for a walk and eating the yummy foods that lift you up. And even just those simple tips and tricks that you share with people so authentically, I think really have the power to shift their thinking and their way of being. Yeah, it really is the little things. It's the little things that add up. It really is. So I actually didn't know that about your background in terms of working in psychiatric wards and working with sober living patients. That's, that's really, really amazing. What was the transition like from doing that type of intensive one-to-one -one work to working with clients that weren't necessarily, as you mentioned, in that type of state and bringing your gifts to a broader audience through tools like Instagram and how you go on your own website? Well, I think, you know, 
it wasn't such a huge transition because I'd always kind of been straddling the two worlds because I was doing how you glow simultaneously to still doing the work um, as an art therapist and yoga teacher in those settings. It was a lot of group work as well. It was like group art therapy, group, you know, um, yoga therapy, and then my blended kind of fusion of the two that I created. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that when you are in those settings, not everyone has asked for that, right? Like you kind of like served that up on a platter and some people like eat it up and are so excited. And some people are, you know, maybe not that um, ready for it or interested in it. But, you know, I actually truly loved all, like the opportunity for anyone I was working with at that point. It was such fascinating work. And, you know, I want to work like that in some capacity again. Like I'd love to kind of merge what I'm doing now, maybe back into some of that stuff now, but um, just in more, it's funny, like full circle, like I'd love to serve some of those people from all I've learned in the meantime. But I think the biggest transition was just like people coming to me and being so ready, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and the the leaps that people can take when they're ready and when they sign on and they're like, I want to make a leap in my life. I want to make a transformation it's like when someone comes to me like that, a lot gets done very, very quickly. And it's pretty magical to see when someone's already like, you know, got that motivation in them. It's, it's really kind of limitless what can happen. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of transformation, moving to New York, LA, then now Montecito, what's it been like living in that slower paced lifestyle outside of a major city? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because we moved here during COVID when I was pregnant with Lucia, our second daughter, who's now turning three in September. And at that moment we were like dying to get out of LA. It was, it was like such a breath of fresh air coming here and having the quiet and the slow pace and no traffic and just like lots of physical space around us. And just, it almost was like COVID didn't exist up here. You didn't Mm -hmm. have to really deal with it no masks or anything. And, um, and now that all that's passed, it's like, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, like, there's a lot of people who probably would be a little restless or, you know, crave the city, but I've grown to love it so much. Um, like this, this is like the pace that my body craves, right? This is like, my nervous system is like, so relaxed here. And there's so much spaciousness, not just um, physical space, but spaciousness to um, to create from this place because there's not a lot of noise. There's not a lot of um, distraction. It's it's really you. Yeah, you you have the time and the and the um, ability to to really focus on what's important to you here and not a lot of wasted time. So I really love it. We were in Costa Rica for three months this year for the winter. And that was absolutely incredible because it added a dimension that I feel like is missing from our lives here, which is like that energy that I'm talking about that I don't really want from a city, but that I do want in our lives. And I feel like the kind of um, cultural stimulation and just all around like adventurous jungle vibe yeah, is such a really lovely compliment to our life here, which is much more um, about nature and community 
but not so much. There's not so much like palpable energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's more of like a healing and abundant energy of really just coming back to the things that matter, like nourishing yourself with incredible foods and moving your body and getting out in the sunshine and breathing fresh air. And I think that that's something that I myself really took from even like COVID and the pandemic was really just like, what is important? It's the simplest things like getting outside and eating great foods. And I think that there is something really raw about being in the jungle. It's so funny you say that because the last couple of weeks with my husband being sick, I'm like, I just want to move to the jungle and eat papayas off the tree and pick my own bananas. And I just feel like we'll all be healed. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like the, just like, it's like a full-time job, just like keeping the toxins away from your family. Right. It's like, and the, the air quality, all these things that just like, we shouldn't have to worry about, but you know, they, yeah, it's just like the simplicity is what's so um, luxurious. The simplicity and the lack of layering on what's not needed, right? It's like stripping down the extra stuff feels super luxurious to me. It's so true. And I love watching your travels with your kids. They just seem so adaptable. I feel like my kids could probably take a few lessons. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, Instagram versus reality. You have to remember that. My older daughter, Amelie, um, is so easy. Honestly, she's such a great traveler and such a, you know, she she's almost six and she's at the point where we are just so um feeling so grateful for her the ease that comes with her energy but our other daughter uh, lucia on the other hand what a handful she like i said she's almost three and she i mean traveling has gotten a ton easier i'll say that with them and once we were there it was totally actually great it's just more no matter where we are day-to-day life She's just a, she's just a, you know, a two-year-old. She's hilarious and so adorable and so spicy and fiery and, and, and like, I wouldn't have it any other way, but she's definitely not like the peaceful, um, you know, Zen child or, or by any means. Yeah. I think her and Charlie would really get along (laughs) just Mm. running around like chickens with their head cut off. <laughs> oh my God. She is so funny though. It, it's honestly like she is the most like, I don't know. I don't even have a word for it. She's just so her. She's so yeah. Lucia. No, oh, so, so cute. Much. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot lately about sharing my kids on Instagram. I know you, you share your kids on Instagram. I share mine. What are your thoughts around sharing your kids you know, publicly on your Instagram page? It's a really good question. And it's something I also, you know, think about and um, that I'm unsure about, to be honest. Um, You know, I feel like I mostly, I mostly share just, you know, like happy, sweet moments of love. And I don't get too personal about my kids, to be honest, like there's not a whole lot of sharing about, you know, I would never, I would never like broadcast something that I don't think that they'd want to be shared. Yeah. Um, 
it's more of like a feel good coming from a really genuine place of my heart is so full and wanting to spread that love. And, um, also I, you know, I, you know, Instagram started as like your family members checked in and see your kids and your friends that live far away. And like, honestly, it's, it's really sharing with those people and that's who I have in mind. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's how some people only see what, like the growth of my, of my kids, you know, of our kids. So I think there is a balance. I actually, in general, am not someone to share like super, super personal stuff on Instagram. I know some people do, and that's great. Once in a while, maybe I'll share something that is a little closer to, you know, closer to, or a little bit more personal, but I share in a way that feels um, respectful to my family. I would never personally, it's just not my outlet for that type of thing. Yeah. I totally get that. I I definitely have struggled with that in the past. I remember like when we were going through our hard time with Charlie, when he was born, it just felt so hard to show up without sharing what had happened. Do you know what I mean? And also so much of that is you, right? Like that's happening to you at that point. It's not really about, of course it's happening to him, but like you're the one dealing with that. That's exactly right. And that's kind of how I have tried to go about it is share like what I am doing to take care of myself in a stressful time and just sharing what that stressful time is. But even, you know, like photos of us in the hospital there, I I shared maybe one or two, but the photos that I, I haven't even shared them with my family, like that's how yeah like sacred they are, that yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think that it's like, it can, yeah, it just can like, I don't want to say the word ruin, but it can, there's something sacred about having a private life. And mm-hmm. I feel like if everything is is shared, then what's sacred, you know? So I think, and there's something about sharing with just, I know that there's like that close friends or whatever, yes. which I don't really use that, but I guess I don't really use that because I don't feel like I share anything that's that, <laughs> that, that that's that personal. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Um, but yeah, I think that there, yeah, there's a fine line and I don't know if I have like very clearly distinguished that, but I know that I, I feel comfortable with what I share right now. And I think that's, what's most important. Mm -hmm. So I know you're a really hands-on mom and you spend a lot of time with your kids, but you're also running your business. You're also creating content Walk us through a day in the life. What does your morning look like? What is your evening routine? We want to know. Yeah. So my morning is, you know, full mom mode. Um, we actually just got like our our sleep back. Thank God. So yeah, we we transitioned Lucia from a crib to a big girl bed and had some some real challenges there. And finally, um, we're able to solve that problem with the help of a sleep trainer, um, which I highly recommend if anyone is dealing with stuff with their kids, just seek one out because I waited way too long. And I really wish that we had done that sooner because it solved the problem in one conversation. What was, I think you shared the tip was (laughs) you actually had to put her to bed earlier. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Um, And it's funny, actually, we had used her last time we had issues. Lucia um, has had some issues sleeping, but 
it solved it last time too. So that was her main suggestion last time um, was to put, put the kids to sleep earlier. Otherwise they catch their second wind and their circadian rhythm is like working against them. And right. so like around 7 PM is like the sweet spot for Lucia. And we've, we've adjusted to that and it's been good. But the other big thing is that she kept coming out of her room and, you know, she, again, she's a very feisty, very feisty <laughs> girl. And so you can't really reason with her. It's not like she'll like listen to what you say. So the sleep trainer told us to lock the door from the outside. Mm. And what that creates is basically like safety for her because she knows she's contained, mm-hmm. right? Which is what the crib used to create, but then she started jumping out of it. So the first time we did it, she, you know, I was expecting it to be like so excruciating and, you know, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a whole night of her screaming, but she cried for five minutes and then she went to bed. And then the next night she cried for a couple minutes, went to bed, same thing. So she, and then she has been waking up in the best mood because she's finally like rested and she's like, she gets it now. And it's been a huge, huge game changer. So I suggest that to anyone who's having the same problems, definitely helpful. Um, so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So my mornings are, you know, now a little bit more spacious than they were before. And I, Brian brings a really nice latte in bed and we have some cuddles with the girls and then I make them breakfast and lunch, pack their lunches, um, and get myself ready. The mornings, you know, we have a lot of stuff to get done, but we also have a lot of time because the girls get up pretty early. So it's like, it's kind of a beautiful time that we get to spend with them and we get to spend as a family. And then take the girls to school, drop them off. And then I do a workout of some kind. So either a hike or Pilates or a beach walk. And oftentimes if it is like a walk of sorts, I'll have a session, a one-on-one session um, that I take from my phone. I always walk and talk. That's a big hack of mine that I encourage everyone else to do. If you have a phone call, even if it's a work phone call, you are going to open up channels of creativity um, by walking and being outside in nature or even not agree more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The best, like you just generate so many more ideas. The creative juices are flowing, even when you're with your your friends, like walking with them versus sitting down and having a drink. I completely agree. Yeah. Everything should be like a moving, a moving activity. (laughs) I know. I almost wish that we could record podcasts on a walk. Like there needs to be better sound canceling headphones or something for yeah talking such a good point. that would be amazing I'm sure oh we'll see that would be a really cool that'd be like a really cool concept in general like yeah. just like walk and talk podcasts and see what comes through yeah I love that yeah that'd be really cool um but yeah and then you know every day is different and that's kind of the beauty of being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and having kind of lots of different balls in the air So, you know, there's not one specific thing that I do every day. It depends on the project I'm working on. And, you know, if I'm doing a work, some days I'm, you know, doing a workshop for a corporate company um, and leading people through manifestation exercises and journal prompts and teaching other days. um, I might be shooting content for a brand. Um, And it's really, you know, all things that 
are truly aligned with what I love. So it's, I really, really love to work. It's really fun. And then I pick my kids up from school in the afternoon and hang with them, cook dinner. I love to cook, love, love, love to cook and love to eat so much. Um, and my girls can help, help with that. They love to cook too. They love to eat. Also, I'm blessed to have a family that really appreciates food. Mm. <laughs> And yeah, and or we go out to dinner and luckily Brian's always around for dinner. So we have really nice family family meal and bonding time at the end of the day. And then it's bath time, bedtime, and then I get time with Brian to to be with him, which is the highlight of my day. And um he also works from home, so it's not like I don't see him all day, but um, you know, just get that time where we're not working and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's so nice. We are, have recently been finally sitting down at the table as a family too. My kids are not as blessed in the eating department, unfortunately, <laughs> despite my love of cooking. But we'll get there. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But we we lately, with Peter being home for the last few weeks have finally nailed down, like sitting down at the table for 10 to 15 minutes. And it has really, really changed the the feeling we all have at the end of the day. And even our older son, Liam, who is definitely a challenging eater, has been saying before we go to bed, we do our favorite thing of the day and the most challenging Mm. thing of the day. And he's been saying his favorite has been sitting around the table eating, which obviously Mm. my jaw is on the floor because I've been begging him to do it for the last five years. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think honestly, even if he didn't say he enjoyed it, it's still such a meaningful thing that it's it's such a an anchor Mm -hmm. to have that time together. It is. It is. Well, I know your days are filled with helping clients and helping them understand manifestation. And I think that luckily it's something that is becoming more and more, it's in more and more people's awareness. So for those who are still new to manifestation, do you have like beginner tips or what's kind of the groundwork you lay with new clients? Yeah. So I, I, what I like to tell everybody is that we are all manifesting, right? We are all manifestors. It's just some of us kind of have our hands on the wheel and we're skillful manifestors and others are, have our eyes closed and we're just being kind of driven around. Right. Right. And so I help people to get into the driver's seat, get their hands on the wheel, program the GPS of where they want to go, and then confidently head there with it you know, a huge amount of excitement and, and, um, you know, assurance that they're going exactly where they want to be. And I think, you know, the number one thing is that someone, first of all, has to be aware of their current situation and what they're, you know, what they're doing in the current moment and what their reality is looking like right now. And without any awareness of their own part in that, in creating that reality, you're not very empowered to make any change, right? Or to feel like you can change what's not feeling good. And so really claiming your role as creator of what you see in front of you and the life that you've created, things that you love, the things that you maybe don't love, things that you feel proud of, the things that you don't feel proud of, but like owning it all Mm. and seeing how you have created this dynamic experience and 
the ability to, to say, okay, this is not working for me. And even to feel like this is not working for me is just a sign that you're ready for an upgrade, right? Like we are ready to, we outgrow, we outgrow things and we crave things and we desire things. And that can either come from a place of lack or a place of abundance and expansion and being ready to, you know, have our, our true self unfold into the world so that we can, you know, be the fullest expression of us. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's a really universally beneficial <laughs> endeavor for everyone to learn how to manifest skillfully because it's literally reality creation. It's creating the life that you want, creating the version of yourself that is the most you, the most authentic and the most powerful and, and, you know, in the driver's seat, main character energy version of you. Um, and yeah, I have a whole, you know, formula for it. And also just absolutely love teaching about it. Like it's my, it's my interest. It's what I'm always learning about. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I think that the dream catcher course is probably the best place for people to start when it comes to understanding your method and the way you go about manifesting your dreams. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really, it's really straightforward. It's really simple, but there's so many layers to it. And so like the first yeah, like the first, like just getting clear and getting aware is so many things become available to you once you create the space. Like you, it's like another level of perception starts to take place that you can see more and you're able to access more once you sort of dive into this work. 100%. I definitely have felt that over the last few years myself. And as someone who, you know, I think at least from the looks of it has built such an incredibly abundant dream life. I'm so curious as to what, what you're manifesting right now. Thank you. Um, I really do feel so grateful for, for my life, mostly for, um, like all the love that I have in my life and like the genuine feeling of like, I feel just truly, truly so grateful. Mm -hmm. like every day, just with my family and just being so content with where I'm at. And I think that's, that's sort of like, that's like what I want to stick with. You know what I mean? It's like the ability to be so grateful for where I am and, and my family and our health and our, you know, like I said, like our food and all these little things, but um, while also, you know, calling in more adventure, more expansion, more learning, more connection, um, more experiences. And, you know, for example, like the Costa Rica adventure, like that was a moment of like our whole family was like a resounding, like, yes, this is mm -hmm. so in alignment for us. We want more of this. And so, you know, we just booked a trip there for August. We're going back. Um, because that was like a big expansion for us and just following those things, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, I think it's like when you, when something sounds exciting and something sounds, um, intriguing, like just following it and also pushing, pushing myself to get out of my comfort zone as much as possible, 
when we were in Costa Rica, I started surfing and that was like such a game changer for me. I thought, you know, it was so scary at first. I was so freaked out. The waves are pretty big there. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the three months, I was like, so excited to ride the waves every day. It was, I was still scared to be honest, but, but I was doing it. And I was like, you know, like so really proud of myself, like for facing a fear and also like for really loving it and for getting into it. And I wonder how many more of those things there are that I just haven't tapped into yet. And so for me, those are kind of my, my goals is to like, see what I can activate in myself and also for our kids and see what you know, I can kind of introduce them to that's going to excite them and bring them into their authentic self and to their, you know, like excitement. And we're starting Amelie with some music lessons, some piano. She wants to, she says she wants to get a skateboard for her birthday, which is so oh gosh, cute. I could totally I'm... see her on a skateboard. <laughs> you know, just like, you know, just like expand, expansion would be what I'm calling in. And it's not specific because I think there's a feeling associated with it that I'm very clear on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's sort of what I teach. It's like a lot of things that people want to call in specific things are placeholders for the feeling that they want. And that's why it's really helpful actually to know what you want so that you can identify the feeling and then you can bring the feeling into the present moment. Even if there's just a glimmer of it, you can focus on it and that seed will grow and it will become a magnet for more of that and more things that represent that feeling and more things that create that feeling. Um, And for me, I'm less focused on the specifics because I'm very clear on the feeling. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. It's so interesting too, with your analogy about skillful manifesting being the drive being in the driver's seat but kind of just allowing it to flow because you know the feeling you're headed towards so the things mm-hmm. that might come up on either side of the window you can kind of grab and take if they align with that feeling totally yeah exactly if you have like a really good inner compass you can really enjoy the ride right you're not anxious you're not worried you're not in the right place or you're going the wrong direction right because you're very relaxed and you're having fun along the ride you know, there's not anxiety around it. I asked my community what questions they had for you. And there are so many good ones, but the two buckets that I wanted to touch on today, the first one was attracting your soulmate. And I think to that point of, you know, what people are trying to call in, obviously that to me means love or comfort or security. So do you have any recommendations on calling in your soulmate? Absolutely. And I, this is one of the topics I love so much. I love working with people to to find love because um, I think that is like the ultimate manifestation. I think that like opens the door to everything. Because like when you have your soulmate, you're like, it, it's a sign that you have stepped into the most authentic and most like high vibration version of you because mm-hmm. you have manifested the, the the match for that, right? Yeah. Um, and I also do have a course that if someone is really looking to manifest their soulmate, there's a, there's a course on my site. It's, it's manifesting love course. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out, but just sort of the, you know, what comes to mind is that when you are ready to call in your soulmate, 
first of all, it's a choice to be ready because some people say they want it, but they actually aren't ready. So when you are decided that you are ready, you have to get very, very clear. What is clear on three things? What is the person that you're calling in? Like write a detailed list. Who is this person? Tell me all about them. You know, write it down. What is the partnership like? What is the relationship like? So what is the dream partnership? All the things that you do together. What is the dynamic? What is the energy? You know, really like detailed list of that. And then who are you in that relationship? What is the version of you that is already with your soulmate is, you know, because a lot of people think, okay, when I meet that person, when I meet my soulmate, then I'll be like the fullest expression of myself. Then I'll have permission to do all the things I want in life because I'll feel like, ah, oh, finally I can exhale, right? I've met them and I'm feeling, you know, so grateful and so happy. What is that version of you that already feels those things? Okay. And then you have to become that version of yourself. Now you have to bring all of those qualities and all of the things that you'll do once you have the soulmate, all the things that you'll say, all the things you'll think, you know, you have to bring that to your current reality as much as you can so that you can be the right vibration to attract that person, right? It comes from a place of feeling actually whole, feeling you love yourself, feeling that you are the version of yourself that you're waiting to become. I love that. And I totally, totally agree. And I think that in my experience, meeting someone that feels like a soulmate, even if it's like a friendship soulmate, you feel more like this, the soulful version of yourself, more like the person you always thought you were. And it's so important to be able to work on that before you meet those people so that you show up as that person the first second that you step into that relationship. Because I think so many people, especially young people, they get into relationships and they change who they are. And of course, you're going to shift and evolve over time. But I think what your work does is really help people understand like what is that soul version of yourself and how can you access that before you necessarily, quote unquote, have those things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you need to be like perfect or have anything figured out by not by any means. It means you have to be authentic. You have to be real. You have to be unapologetically you. And the more like the real true you, you are, the more soul aligned the match will be and it, it will work out. If you're, you know, trying to, to, to be a match for someone who's actually not a match for you, you're going to keep repeating the pattern of it not working out. That's so true. And I think that that actually brings me to the next question, which was around self-esteem. There were a few questions around people who felt as though they are suffering with self-doubt or low self-esteem, and they weren't really sure kind of how to get out of that spiral and get into the manifestation mode. Is that something that mm. you deal with with your clients that you could help with? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it you have to sort of get the the ball in motion and you can't expect to feel motivated before you do it, but knowing that once you do it, you're going to start to get the motivation, right? So it's like, you have to sort of force yourself to do something that you don't want to do in order to then get the momentum going to start feeling better. For example, you know, re like raising your vibration. We hear these terms, but it really means is like getting your energy flowing, getting your life force flowing, getting yourself and yourselves turned on more awake, more alive, more 
you know, like engaged in life. And so you have to know, everyone has a different recipe for that, but you have to know like, what is it for you that turns you on? It makes you feel even just a little bit excited, right? And so when you know what that is, you have to have a non-negotiable that you actually follow through and do these things, even if you don't feel motivated. So, you know, for me, that's, you know, physical exercise, working out, being in nature, fresh air, drinking tons of water. I mean, these are basic, you know, kind of human needs. Um, you know, spending time with friends, reading good books, you know, finding inspiration, all these things that we have to be disciplined around. And discipline is not something that is like militant or, or something that like robs joy. It actually creates, um, more goodness in our life because we're holding ourselves accountable to be the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think also like monitoring your self-talk, your inner self-talk is really crucial. And what you say to yourself first thing in the morning when you wake up, what you say to yourself, the last thing before you go to sleep, even if you just change these two things to be something that served the highest version of you is super powerful. And also creating a very, very um, like tangible, like accessible um, idea of what the best version of yourself is so that you are acting as that version of yourself and you can touch it. You can, you can commute, like you can communicate with this version of yourself. That's going to guide you. Basically mm -hmm. your higher self is your guide. And if you don't have sort of this, you don't have a connection to your higher self, you're kind of lost basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So having this higher self that guides you and getting familiar with it and really allowing yourself to guide you guide you in those moments when you don't feel motivated. And do you find how you access your higher self is in those things like working out, being in nature, or do you have, you know, a specific manifestation practice where you sit down and journal every day? I mean, I know you just launched your incredible manifest tea with art of tea. Do you have a little ritual around drinking your manifest tea and, and dreaming up the future or yeah <laughs> yeah I'm drink I'm drinking it right now but I need um, to try it I need oh, to get it some. Is so good so if you will love it. I drink it literally all day and I put it in my girls um like little water bottles at school because oh, they asked so for smart. manifest tea because <laughs> it's really good ice too oh yeah um what, but what yes, flavors I are in the tea before it, we get into your journey yeah, <laughs> it's, it's peppermint spearmint lavender and sage and it's oh my really gosh. delicious. Honestly, I am obsessed with spearmint. That's like, it's actually mm -hmm. also really good for your skin. I don't think a lot of people know Ooh, that. But well, yeah, it's really, really delicious. It's all I want to drink all day long. So good. amazing. Um, and the properties in it are, you know, obviously very intentionally chosen to assist in manifestation. But so going back to my practice, I think the big thing for accessing your higher self is giving yourself stillness and spaciousness, creating stillness and spaciousness. So carving out time where you are, you know, being with yourself. If you're always distracted, always around people, always inputting, whether it's social media or music or podcasts, if you're always inputting, you don't have that space or silence to discover yourself, to be with yourself, to receive downloads and insight from or channel from something higher than ourselves, right? And so stillness and just carving at that time. And that could be the time where you pour a cup of tea, you sit down, 
could be meditation or could just be sitting, you know, or being outside in nature on a walk by yourself, but not listening to anything, just sort of like allowing yourself to, to see what, what happens. Right. And journaling is a really good one. Stream of consciousness journaling mm-hmm. is tapping into the subconscious mind and allowing whatever wants to come out to flow out. Um, additionally, a practice that I encourage a lot of my clients to do is when they wake up to envision their day and envision themselves as the highest version of them, this sort of like, you know, most um, blossomed, fully blossomed version of themselves going through their day. So everything that they are going to do in the day and then leaving space for synchronicities, for miracles to pop through, for emails that they want to receive, sort of designing their dream day and seeing themselves as this version of them, their highest self going through their day so that they can get an imprint in their cells of how they want to be in the world and deciding that they're going to have the best day ever because this is a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't really matter what happens. It's a matter of how we decide to perceive it. And that I mean, I just love that answer. I feel like I'm just gonna rewind this recording when we finish and just listen to that a few times to really let it sink in. And I know for myself, I definitely have a lot of inputs. I could totally cut out the podcast when I'm going on my walk and just But you don't like, need to cut it out. It's like sometimes there there's yeah. a time and place because that's also getting inspiration and getting excited and and, you know, getting expanded is another way to, you know, accelerate your growth and to, to become empowered and to manifest. But equally as important is the time of spaciousness and stillness and quiet to go inward, right? And, and to receive, to have that just space for things to drop in for your creativity and your unique creativity that's not someone else's idea or, you know, but, but your channel to become, you know, filled up. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Okay. Well, I always finish every episode with understanding what my guests are obsessed with and what makes them feel their best, because obviously this is called obsessed with feeling my best, which is Mm -hmm. pretty much my life motto. So what are you obsessed with and what makes you feel your best? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm obsessed with my family. (laughs) They make me feel my best. And I'm obsessed with, is this a product you're looking for? Anything. It can be anything, but I love that your first inclination (laughs) was your family. They are my everything. They're my everything. They make me feel my best. They're all I really need to feel my best. But, um, you know, I'm obsessed with the tea, with manifest tea. I'm obsessed with coconut oil. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with coconut oil. It's a everything. It's I can How do you I use this, it. <clears throat> I use it all over my body. It's amazing, you know. Just and I use it for cooking. Um, I, it's like one of those things that is the perfect beauty product, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, I'm obsessed with uh the dirty chai latte i had this morning <laughs> wait are we still not doing caffeine i know you No, we switched we switched back to caffeine <laughs> costa rica switched us back to caffeine um which i'm fine with because it hasn't interfered with anything so um it's actually been great i love caffeine i have like w- one coffee a day but it's wonderful and and i'm totally totally good with it I'm much back on like one to two coffees these days. Yeah, coffee is awesome. I love it. I, I don't know. I don't know why we didn't 
yeah, I think it was three years we didn't have any and we were totally wow. fine. But then I had it and I was like, oh, wow, this is really fun. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. And I was afraid it would mess with my sleep, but it actually doesn't at all. So. Well, you're living in that aligned high vibe life. So you, you don't really have a lot of things to mess you up. Oh, you know what I'm obsessed with? Your candle. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with your candles. I light them every moment that I'm home. I love them. And I'm obsessed with our blanket that I have wrapped around me. Um, I know people need to check out your home tour on Domino Mag. I'll make sure I link it. It was, I mean, your house is for sure on multiple Pinterest boards of mine and we love it so much. Well, we can't wait to have you over one day. Oh, we can't wait. I'm dying to get to Montecito. Yes. Come visit us, please. Thank you so much for your time today, Jesse. I know that this is going to be such a, an inspiring episode for people to listen to. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to witness all of your gifts. I think that I just want to leave it with where can people find you? And if you have any last things you want to share. Thank you so much, Sophie. So wonderful to be with you. And and like we said in the beginning, I think before we were recording, we've never hung out in person, but it feels like you're already like a dear friend. So I feel the exact same. Really special. So I'm really grateful for you. Um, Yeah, people can find me on my website, www.jessydelo.com and my Instagram, which is also my name, at jessydelo. Amazing. And they can find your Dreamcatcher course on jessydelo.com, right? Yes, it's on the website. Amazing. Well, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for joining. You too, Sophie. Thank you so much. Sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or at onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked the episode today, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave me a little review. Have a great day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.